0: section forty six part two chapter five continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco y Banes, translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain soon he was seated as a stranger at his own table eating from the same dishes that his family were accustomed to use served by men with shaved heads wearing coarse striped aprons over their uniforms that which he was eating was his the wine was from his vaults all that adorned the room he had bought the trees whose boughs were waving outside the window also belonged to him and yet he felt as though he were in this place for the first time with all the discomfort and diffidence of a total stranger he ate because he was hungry but the food and wine seemed to have come from another planet he continued looking with consternation at those occupying the places of his wife children and the lacours they were speaking in german among themselves but those having a limited knowledge of french frequently availed themselves of that language in order that their guest might understand them those who could only mumble a few words repeated them to an accompaniment of amiable smiles all were displaying an amicable desire to propitiate the owner of the castle you are going to lunch with the barbarians said the count offering him a seat at his side aren't you afraid that we may eat you alive the germans burst into roars of laughter at the wit of his excellency they all took great pains to demonstrate by word and manner that barbarity was wrongly attributed to them by their enemies don marcelo looked from one to another the fatigues of war especially the forced march of the last days were very apparent in their persons some were tall and slender with an angular slimness others were stocky and corpulent with short neck and head sunk between the shoulders these had lost much of their fat in a month's campaign the wrinkled and flabby skin hanging in folds in various parts of their bodies all had shaved heads the same as the soldiers around the table shone two rows of cranial spheres reddish or dark their ears stood out grotesquely and their jawbones were in strong relief owing to their thinness some had preserved the upright mustache in the style of the emperor the most of them were shaved or had a stubby tuft like a brush a golden bracelet glistened on the wrist of the count stretched on the table he was the oldest of them all and the only one that kept his hair of a frosty red carefully combed and glistening with pomade although about fifty years old he still maintained a youthful vigor cultivated by exercise wrinkled bony and strong he tried to dissimulate his uncouthness as a man of battle under a suave an indolent laziness. The officers treated him with the greatest respect, Hartrott told his uncle that the count was a great artist musician and poet the emperor was his friend they had known each other from boyhood before the war certain scandals concerning his private life had exiled him from court mere lampoons of the socialists and scandal-mongers the kaiser had always kept a secret affection for his former chum everybody remembered his dance the caprices of scheherazade represented with the greatest luxury in berlin through the endorsement of his powerful friend william second the count had lived many years in the orient in fact he was a great gentleman and an artist of exquisite sensibility as well as a soldier since desnoyers was now his guest the count could not permit him to remain silent so he made an opportunity of bringing him into the conversation did you see any of the insurrections did the troops have to kill many people how about the assassination of poincaré he asked these questions in quick succession and don marcelo bewildered by their absurdity did not know how to reply he believed that he must have fallen in with a feast of fools then he suspected that they were making fun of him uprisings assassinations of the president some gazed at him with pity because of his ignorance others with suspicion believing that he was merely pretending not to know of these events which had happened so near him his nephew insisted the daily papers in germany have been full of accounts of these matters fifteen days ago the people of paris revolted against the government bombarding the palais de l'Élysée and assassinating the president the army had to resort to the machine-guns before order could be restored everybody knows that but desnoyers insisted that he did not know it that nobody had seen such things and as his words were received in an atmosphere of malicious doubt he preferred to be silent his excellency superior spirit incapable of being associated with a popular credulity here intervened to set matters straight the report of the assassination was perhaps not certain the German periodicals might have unconsciously exaggerated it just a few hours ago the general of the staff had told him of the flight of the french government to bordeaux and the statement about the revolution in paris and the firing of the french troops was indisputable the gentleman has seen it all without doubt but does not wish to admit it desnoyers felt obliged to contradict this lordling but his negative was not even listened to paris this name made all eyes glisten and everybody talkative as soon as possible they wished to reach the eiffel tower to enter victorious into the city to receive their recompense for the privations and fatigues of a month's campaign they were devotees of military glory they considered war necessary to existence and yet they were bewailing the hardship that it was imposing upon them the count exhaled the plaint of the craftsmaster oh the havoc that this war has brought in my plans He sighed this winter they were going to bring out my dance in paris they all protested at his sadness his work would surely be presented after the triumph and the french would have to recognize it it will not be the same thing complained the count i confess that i adore paris what a pity that these people have never wished to be on familiar terms with us and he relapsed into the silence of the unappreciated man desnoyers suddenly recognized in one of the officers who was talking with eyes bulging with covetousness of the riches of paris the chief thief with a band on his arm he it was who so methodically had sacked the castle as though divining the old frenchman's thought the commissary began excusing himself it is war monsieur the same as the others war had to be paid with the treasures of the conquered that was the new german system the healthy return to the wars of ancient days tributes imposed on the cities and each house sacked separately in this way the enemy's resistance would be more effectually overcome and the war soon brought to a close he ought not to be downcast over the appropriations for his furnishings and ornaments would all be sold in germany after the french defeat he could place a remonstrance claim with his government petitioning it to indemnify his loss his relatives in berlin would support his demand desnoyers listened in consternation to his counsels what kind of mentality had these men anyway were they insane or were they trying to have some fun at his expense when the lunch was at last ended the officers arose and adjusted their swords for service captain von hartrott rose too it was necessary for him to return to his general he had already dedicated too much time to family expansion his uncle accompanied him to the automobile where molquesito once more justified the ruin and plunder of the castle it is war we have to be very ruthless that it may not last long true kindness consists in being cruel because then the terror-stricken enemy gives in sooner and so the world suffers less don marcelo shrugged his shoulders before this sophistry in the doorway the captain gave some orders to a soldier who soon returned with a bit of chalk which had been used to number the lodging places von hartrott wished to protect his uncle and began tracing on the wall near the door nicht plundern es sind freundliche leute in response to the old man's repeated questions he then translated the inscription it means please do not sack this house its occupants are kind people friendly people ah no desnoyers repelled this protection vehemently he did not wish to be kind he was silent because he could not be anything else but a friend of the invaders of his country no 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 his nephew rubbed out part of the lettering leaving the first words bitte nicht plündern." then he repeated the scrawled request at the entrance of the park he thought this notice advisable because his excellency might go away and other officials might be installed in the castle von hartrott had seen much and his smile seemed to imply that nothing could surprise him no matter how outrageous it might be but his relative continued scorning his protection and laughing bitterly at the impromptu signboard what more could they carry off had they not already stolen the best good-bye uncle soon we shall meet in paris and the captain climbed into his automobile extending a soft cold hand that seemed to repel the old man with its flabbiness upon returning to his castle he saw a table and some chairs in the shadow of a group of trees his excellency was taking his coffee in the open air and obliged him to take a seat beside him only three officers were keeping him company there was here a grand consumption of liquors from his wine cellars they were talking together in german and for an hour don marcelo remained there anxious to go but never finding the opportune moment to leave his seat and disappear he employed his time in imagining the great stir among the troops hidden by the trees another division of the army was passing by with the incessant deafening roar of the sea an inexplicable phenomenon kept the luminous calm of the afternoon in a continuous state of vibration a constant thundering sounded afar off as though an invisible storm were always approaching from beyond the blue horizon line the count noticing his evident interest in the noise interrupted his german chat to explain it is the cannon a battle is going on soon we shall join in the dance the possibility of having to give up his quarters here the most comfortable that he had found in all the campaign put his excellency in a bad humour war he sighed a glorious life but dirty and deadening in an entire month today is the first that i have lived as a gentleman and as though attracted by the luxuries that he might shortly have to abandon he rose and went toward the castle two of the germans betook themselves toward the village and desnoyers remained with the other officer who was delightfully sampling his liquors he was the chief of the battalion encamped in the village this is a sad war monsieur he said in french of all the inimical group this man was the only one for whom don marcelo felt a vague attraction although a german he appears a good sort meditated the old man eyeing him carefully in times of peace he must have been stout but now he showed the loose and flaccid exterior of one who has just lost much in weight desnoyers surmised that the man had formerly lived in tranquil and vulgar sensuousness in a middle-class happiness suddenly cut short by war what a life monsieur the officer rambled on may god punish well those who have provoked this catastrophe end of section forty six